Glory Ali is rewriting the rules on leadership, business success, making money, and changing the world for women. This is the podcast for creative and ambitious female entrepreneurs or women contemplating the entrepreneurial path. Each week, you'll hear incredible stories of entrepreneurs from around the world discussing the most important areas of their lives, business, personal growth, and balancing family and career. Here, you can get the resources, tools, and skills you need to prosper and succeed. Welcome to the Sisterhood of Successful Entrepreneurs. Now, here's your host, international speaker, entrepreneur, and business strategist, Glory Ali. Welcome to another great episode of the Sisterhood of Success for Entrepreneurs. All right, I am super excited. Um, I This topic is, oh my God, near and dear to my heart. I'm super excited to have our guest expert, Trevor Lobier, with us today. Now, Trevor, we're going to be talking about um, the uh, four steps process for planning your day based on uh, neuroscience principles, right? and the case day planning method. But um, we are super excited to be talking about time management, productivity, and entrepreneurs. So Trevor, welcome, and thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. Oh my gosh, me too. So can you just let our audience know a little bit about you? Yeah, so um, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I started uh, back in the late 90s doing a, a small... Um, dot com, then sold to another dot, did another dot com, then did another company. So I've been doing my own businesses for many years. And um, throughout the time, I've often struggled. And so I've developed different systems for myself on how to think about planning my life, how to manage my time, all that kind of stuff. So, um, so yeah, uh, I am currently doing time management. But before that, I was doing data visualization. Before that, I actually created one of the first social networks for professionals. So we actually did LinkedIn before LinkedIn got started. Oh my so, God, um, Yeah. And uh, that was my dot-com failure where we completely did everything wrong. <laughs> um, not everything wrong, but you know, a lot of stuff wrong. So I've, l- I've learned a lot from my failures and I failed a lot and yeah, and I have a good time. I, I live uh, a good life. That is awesome. So now you're also the founder of the Day Optimizer, which is a time management web app for freelancers and entrepreneurs that uses the neuroscience principle to create a more effective daily plan. Can you tell us a little bit more about the the optimizer? Yeah, totally. So it's based on this three-step process for planning your day that um, I developed maybe 10 years ago. Um, Not entirely unique to me. Someone was reading a book from one of Charlie Munger's, um, I pronounced that wrong, the guy from Hathar, I can't pronounce it, Um, Warren Buffett's partner. (laughs) Um, like he basically had the similar technique. Uh, Basically, you come up with everything you need to do today, then you allocate time to it, and then you schedule it. So it's a simple kind of three-step process. I've now expanded that into this kind of four-step process. Um, But Day Optimizer is a web app that walks you through this four-step process to help you more effectively plan your day. And we can go into that specific process because you can do it either on paper or you can use an app like Day Optimizer. It doesn't require Day Optimizer. Trevor, what's the science behind why scheduling tax, uh, tasks helps us to be more productive? So there's this thing called implementation intentions, which is 
uh, or that's the name of the uh, psychological research, which is a gnarly way of saying, um, basically, if I say I'm going to do something under a certain condition, I'm more likely to do it. So it, you can think of it like an if this, then that. And when you're scheduling something, what that is, it's a time-based implementation intention. At this time, I will do this. So at 10 o'clock, I will start working on marketing. At noon, I will start doing networking. Um, and what the research says is if you set these intentions and you say, at this time, I'm going to start doing this, you are more likely to do it. You're more likely to achieve your goals. Um, and I so that, that because I talk a lot about um, the power hour, right? And so I teach my clients this. I'm, you know, in this sort of successful entrepreneurs Facebook group, they'll hear me a thousand times saying this. It's like um, we have to be working on our power hour, which is one hour every day where you're doing one profit producing activity, right? And so we break down that power hour in 20 minute increments. So it's yep. 20 minutes of lead generating, 20 minutes of connecting. 20 minutes of follow-up, right? And so I asked everybody to break it down to 20 minutes, put a timer on, and this is what you're doing for the next 20 minutes. So I absolutely love this because um, they can be more focused um, and, and it's in, in this app already, right? Yes. And, and, and what you're talking about, this, this idea of saying, I'm going to give you a restricted amount of time, that ties into another principle, um, which is this kind of tunnel vision we have that when we are resource constrained, in any factor, if we have, uh, we're resource constrained from a finance perspective, from a time perspective, we get more focused on the resource we have. So when you say, I only have an hour for this, it actually triggers your brain to go into a more focused mode and you pay more attention and you can zoom in more. So it may not be good. A lot of people will struggle with creative work saying, oh, I need to do creative work in an hour because it does kind of shift your brain chemistry on that. Um, but if you want to be focused, like you said, like this power hour, let's get through these things. It's an incredible hack is to say, I only have this hour. And the, the pacing that you're doing where you're setting three 20-minute blocks, so I'm even breaking that hour down and pacing within that hour is, again, it creates this focus in our brains, not just like in our mindset to really keep, keep us focused during that time. Yeah, I totally agree. Cause they, you know, one of the things that I also talk about and teach is that, you know, let's say for example, that you're, we do, we're big on time blocking. So I ask people, you know, to time block. I want to see their, their, their time blocking schedule and everything to see, you know, what can be moved, what can be sh shift. And um, one of the things that we see is that um, our clients will write down work on my website. Well, what exactly do you need to work on your website? So if you put work on your website, you're going to log into your website at that specific time and then sit there and be like, okay, what am I supposed to do? No, tell me exactly what do you need to work on your website? Do you need to write a blog, right? Do you need to, to, to add something? Um, so then it's, the, is it really work on my website is create content. All right, what am I going to create? Instead of just yeah. creating content, what exactly am I going to create? So that yeah. you're very, very focused on getting that activity done. And that goes into another concept, which is it's really important to separate planning time from doing time. Yes. And when you say work on my website as your task, what you've done is you've made it so that the beginning of your task is now planning time, not doing time. Because now I need to then figure out what to work on. And what you're describing is saying like, 
upfront decide what that plan is. Do your planning time, do your planning work during your planning time. So if you're planning what I'm going to do in my day or what I'm going to do in my week, be specific so I know what I'm going to work on. So when that time comes, I can just just do the doing stuff. And I think that that is critical. Yeah, that is really, really important. So what are, what are some strategies? You know, a lot of us and myself included, you know, will get distracted, right? <laughs> Do I know that like when I'm working on my power hour and, you know, all notifications are off, everything is closed. I am just focused on that and that one thing. Like I know that I no longer open up my emails in the morning, right? So I learned that, um, I read uh, Daniel Pink, when, right? His book, when, that was great, an eye opener for me. So that I figure out when I was most productive, when, you know, when I'm at my peak, when, when I'm not, and when I should do certain tasks. So I know that I, for the past, like two years, I no longer wake up in the morning and read my emails like that, you know, uh, that's not happening. And I dedicate a time when I'm actually going to respond, you know, read emails and respond to emails. So, you know, I wanted to ask you, what are some strategies, um, for avoiding distractions or avoiding procrastination and, and maybe improving our focus. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so one of them related to the distraction that a lot of people, I just uh, did a video about this is this concept I call boomerang, which is what people do is they will send out a bunch of emails or send a text or they'll call, they'll do their sales calls and leave voice messages right before going into a deep work hour or deep work state. And what you've just done is you've set yourself up to be interrupted. You've thrown a bunch of boomerangs out there that you know are going to come back to you. Wow. And so my advice is don't throw boomerangs or at least schedule when you're going to throw a boomerang. So if you've got a, like a, um, a block of deep work scheduled in your schedule, do those sales calls afterwards. Do those emails after that, not right before it. Like don't throw a bunch of boomerangs that are going to come back to you. Um, so that's one strategy is definitely. That's an amazing strategy. I never even thought about that. Yes. Oh my God. Thank you for sharing that. That's great. Um, what about, um, any strategies for, for procrastination? Cause that, that's a big one. It's really a big one. Yeah. So I often, scared, and I didn't mean to interrupt you, but when we're, we're nervous about doing something or scared about getting started. For example, I'll use the website again, right? So let's say that we have an entrepreneur that needs to create their website and you know, they're not a website developer. And so now they're paralyzed, right? Cause now they're scared, they're nervous. And instead of going and hiring somebody that that's their zone of genius, they're trying to figure it out themselves. And so a lot of procrastination comes in because of that fear that we feel. Yeah, definitely procrastination around uncertainty is a big area. So if something's uncertain, it's like you will put it off. Um, so one of the strategies there is to set a little bit of a, a short time block, say 5, 10, 15 minutes and say, let me just investigate what what are the steps? Like do a little bit of research, like how do I launch a website? Um, or should I hire someone else? Um, but th that can be tricky because what we – especially as entrepreneurs, a lot of the things we do, we've never done before. So it's not like when you're working a regular job where you start developing a routine, you get everything down and, you, and you're just working through the same things over and over again. A lot of times as entrepreneurs, we're doing new things. So 
learning to just like take a deep breath and dive in is, is, is useful. Um, I will do some techniques, and this is not as much when there's the uncertainty, but it can work for uncertainty, is there's a, a, a class of techniques I call jump starts. And what this is, is it's a way to shift gears from one activity to another. Um, and it can also be a way to shift your mood. So one of the things I tell people is there's a distinction between energy and mood. People confuse them often. They say, um, I don't have the energy to do that. And then they dive full force into Facebook and get distracted. Well, then that means it's not an energy problem. It's a mood problem. If you have an energy problem, go take a nap. Yeah, like, like we do have energy problems throughout our day. But a lot of times what we ascribe to energy problems are mood problems. And so energy is more persistent. Mood is fickle. So we can shift mood more easily than we think. We think, oh, I'm not in the mood to do that. But three minutes later, we could be in the mood to do that. So developing these jump starts that help us shift our mood can be really useful. So a couple of them that I often teach people is one is the prime the pump technique. And what this is, you set a timer for five minutes and you have to do the task for five minutes. But at the end of that five minutes, you have to stop. You have to go do something else for at least five more minutes. Um, and what this does is it kind of primes the pump. So, okay, I need to work on my website. I'm going to dive in. I'm going to start working on my website get into the idea that it's okay to work on my website. I have to do it for five minutes. But then at the end of the five minutes, I have to stop, which helps that procrastination because a lot of times there, there's another technique where I do it. I can only do it for five minutes, but then I can continue. And what people do is they like, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to keep continuing. But this for five minutes and stopping creates this mental um, force that wants you to keep your continue. Once you load your brain in with a problem, I can't pronounce the guy's name, the Tigernick effect. And then uh, there was um, the woman he worked with too. There's this idea that basically we, we start persisting in our ability to work on problems. And we want to work on a problem once we start it until we finish it. So if you do that five minutes, we prime the pump we go do something else, we come back, and we're, we have so much more energy to do the task. Um, I like that. Another one, um, particularly if you're doing writing, is the edit to create um, jumpstart. So a lot of times when you're having problems writing, don't start writing. Go back to something you've written before and edit it. It will shift your brain into working with mo words and being in that mind space and make it so much easier to then start writing. Versus if you just actually stare at a blank page and try to write, that's much harder. Prime your pump, like it's another prime the pump technique in a way, is that what you're doing is you're like, okay, go and edit, that's much easier, but it shifts the activation network in your brain into this writing space, and now you can write. Um, so there's lots of different techniques, and I teach people to say, try to figure out what are these jump starts that work for you that help shift your mood and then get you into those spaces. Wow, these are amazing uh, uh, techniques and tricks. Thank you so much for sharing that. You know, Trevor, um, I was just thinking that, because um, I was just gonna ask you, what are some mistakes that people make when managing their time? And one of the things that you, you, I had spoken to you about is um, what I see a lot of in my clients and, and people is that 
they'll say, oh my gosh, I, you know, I have so much to do. They're writing their to-do list. And that was me, like, no lie. I, you know, I have my, my notebook and I would write my to-do list every day. And I'm one of those people where I need to cross it out. So I feel like I'm yeah. getting things done. But at the end of the day, we're like, I'm looking at it and it's like, well, I really didn't accomplish much besides crossing things off on my to-do list. Mm. There was no results. Um, you know, did I generate more leads? Am, am I, you know, getting new clients into, into my business? Am I growing my business, right? Am I um, taking time to do personal development for myself? And I'm like, oh my God, none of that stuff happened. So, um, so I wanted to ask you, um, you know, and also a lot of people say that, um, you know, they are, are not managing their time, whereas there's, they think they're doing a lot more than they're actually are yeah. doing. Yeah. Um, so I want to ask you, what are that, what have you seen that are some mistakes that, uh, that people make when managing their time? Um, well, one is putting too much on their daily to-do list um, or not even having a daily to-do list, working directly from their task list because then what people will do is they'll get distracted. They'll choose a lower priority item because it's easier to do than the thing that needs to get done next. You know, Or they look at that list and they get overwhelmed and that throws them into procrastination mode whereas if they were looking at a shorter list, they may not get overwhelmed. Um, but a lot of times, yeah, people tend to be time optimists they think they can get way more done in the day than they actually can. And that makes it easy to say, oh, let me work on the easy stuff because I'll have time for the harder stuff later on. And that is rarely the reality that you do have time for that. So really taking the time to focus on fewer things. That's where a lot of uh, one technique is to say, I'm only going to try to do three things each day. Mm -hmm. right? Or what's my one most important thing? I have to do that first to eat the frog first thing in the morning, right? Um, those techniques are all based around this idea that focus on fewer things that are more important. Um, so that is definitely critical, is you want fewer things that are more important, but we still have admin work to do too. So we do need to keep that in on the list, but keeping the number of those things to a minimum as well. Like, you know, you shouldn't have too much on your list. You wanna keep that, you know, to a minimum. Yeah, I have like on my daily plan, I'm like looking at here, like every Sunday, my routine is around two, two o'clock, 1 p.m., two o'clock, I sit down and I open up my planner and then I write down, okay, what are the three things that I want to focus on this week? Yeah. Right. And then once I know what I want to focus on, then I can break my days down into smaller tasks that are going to get me to that end result that I want for the week. Yep. Right, so that's kind of the, so yes, I totally get this. So Trevor, tell us, tell us about your, your optim, your daily, um, optimizer. Right? Tell us all about that. Yeah. So day optimizer, like I said, is based upon this, uh, technique. So let me first explain that technique. It's called the, the case day planning method, and you can do this on paper as well. Um, so it's a four step method for developing a more effective daily plan. And the case stands for commit, allocate, schedule and evaluate. Um, and so the first step commit is to, to basically commit to what you're gonna do that day. And this serves two purposes. It's a psychological commitment and it's also a filtering. So what you do in this step is you look at your task list, copy over what you want to attempt that day. You look at your appointments, 
copy over what you're going to actually attend because not every appointment we necessarily attend. A lot of times we put webinars on the calendar and we just attend them by default. Make the conscious choice on what you're going to do. And then all the activities, your habits that you're going to do, meals, anything that's going to take up time in your day. Create a single list of that is everything you're going to do today and commit to it. Say, I'm going to attempt to try to do these things. And the second step is allocate. And this is where we allocate time to each of those. And I make the distinction between time allocation and time estimation. Time estimation is figuring out how long something needs to get done. Time allocation is how long am I going to spend on it today? So especially as entrepreneurs, we have many balls in the air. And the key is to keep moving everything forward. Because if we drop one of the balls, we often go through feast and famine cycles, especially if we stop doing marketing because we're working on client work. We stop doing client work, so we're doing marketing. So making sure all the balls are moving forward. And to do that, we allocate time to each of those things each day. So saying, let's spend a half an hour on this, hour on this, et cetera. The next step is to then build your schedule from that. And so now I know, okay, this task is gonna take an hour, this task is gonna take a half an hour, and say, okay, at nine o'clock, I'm going to do marketing at 10 o'clock. I'm going to start doing, I'm going to update my website, you know, et cetera. And I just build out my day. Now, what will happen here um, more in the beginning, but even once you're used to the process is you'll have committed to too much stuff on the first step. Mm-hmm. So that brings the third, the, the final thing, the E, the evaluate is now you evaluate what is most important. Are there items that you haven't scheduled yet? You filled up your schedule. You already know how much time you have, so you don't have any more time in your day. Are there things that you haven't scheduled that are more important than are on your schedule? If so, take that thing off your schedule, uncommit from it, and put in the more important thing. And then maybe I need to align my schedule to my energy. So maybe uh, going back to, I think you mentioned Dan, uh, Daniel Pink's book, um, When, is if you are an early uh, bird, then you'll tend to be better at analytical tests in the morning, creative tests in the afternoon. If you're a night owl, it's reverse. Um, okay, well, maybe I need to do some creative work. So let me, if I'm an early bird, put that in the afternoon and schedule that in the time period when during my natural body cycle, I'm gonna be more effective at that type of tasks. So aligning that to your energy, to your cycles, as well as making sure that everything aligns to your priorities, now I have an effective schedule, right? Because now I've narrowed it down, I've set my allocations, and it's important to set your allocations before you start the schedule, because otherwise what we do is we cheat ourselves. What we do is we, we say, oh, I wanna fit more in our day. That task that should take an hour, I'm gonna try it in half an hour. Like that 15 minute task, or a half an hour task, I'll do it in 15 minutes. And we put more things on and we overload our schedule and it's not realistic. So by doing the allocations before you even look at your schedule, you're gonna create a more realistic schedule, but then yeah, schedule and then evaluate. And now you've got an actual schedule you can use. Yeah, that, that is just fantastic and super fantastic. So now you have the day optimizer as a, a web app, right? Yes. Right, awesome. So t- tell us a little bit about the web app because I, I still wanna use this. <laughs> Yeah, so, so first I want to clarify what a web app is. A web app is something that you can use on your desktop, but you can also install on your phone as a regular app. You don't install it through the, through the, um, the app store. We have instructions on how to install on your phone. So I use it both on my phone and on the desktop. And so what Day Optimizer is, is an application that, that first and foremost takes you through the case planning process I just described. 
for building your, your uh, a daily schedule. But then it goes a couple steps further because it introduces this concept of done today versus done forever. So I've got these, I these items on my schedule and say I need to do billing. I allocate a half an hour to do billing. I did it, but I have more clients to bill. Well, I can mark it off as done today and then it will reappear in my planning flow tomorrow to keep moving that ball forward. And so I get that dopamine hit, that sense of accomplishment by crossing it off. I can look back at my schedule at the end of the day and say, what did I accomplish? And I actually see what I accomplished. Whereas when I'm working off a regular list, a lot of times I don't want to cross it off because I don't want to, because um, uh, it's not done. I don't want to forget about it, right? Although I will tell your listeners this one technique if you're doing this on paper, done today versus done forever, do one cross for done today and two crosses for done forever. And the next day, go back and look at your, your previous schedule, anything that you haven't scratched off at all, or you only did one cross, copy to the next day. So that's a way you can do done today, done forever on paper. Um, and then the next thing that day optimizer adds is this real-time tracking. So throughout the day, um, it knows what time it is. It knows how much uh, effort you've allocated for the entire day, and it knows what you've already checked off. So it can say, you know, you have five hours left in your day, but you've got six hours more of work or seven hours more of work. So you thought your day is going to end at five. If you want to accomplish everything, it's going to end at six. And if you really do want to end at five, then you have to go through and say, what am I going to skip? So the optimizer also has this idea. I can skip a task. So I can mark it off skip. Um, and then that removes it from the timing. So you do this kind of real-time management as distractions or interruptions or things take longer, you reprioritize throughout the day on what is most important. And the final thing is it has three different planning types for those who don't want to build a whole schedule or the, the day gets a little chaotic and you kind of need to fall back to a different type of plan. You can create what is called a time bucket which is kind of a time-aware prioritized list. So I know exactly how long everything takes and I have it in priority order and I can see what I'm not going to get to. And so as the day goes on, I can immediately reprioritize. Or I can have a simple commitment list. If I just, you know, I don't even have the time or for some reason I don't, don't want to allocate time, I can just say, here's my focus list for today. Um, but regardless, it is a planning tool for helping you manage time throughout your day across everything, your your tasks, your appointments, and your daily activities. Oh my God, I absolutely love this. So for our audience that are listening now, if you want to uh, look into the Day Optimizer, it uh, you can go to uh, www.dayoptimizer.com. And if you have any questions for Trevor, you can find him over in uh, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn. So Trevor uh, Lobear, L-O, H-R-B-E-E-R. Um, and he is also on Instagram, which is Fast Fedora, F-A-S-T-F-E-D-O-R-A. -E and don't worry, guys, we're going to add all of the links to the show notes. So you can just click that one button and go over and check out that day optimizer. Trevor, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. This I absolutely love the day optimizer. Um, and I cannot wait to start using these tips and techniques and strategies that you gave us today. Yeah, great. I'll make one, one additional thing is we did create a coupon code for um, your group. 
and it is the SSE 2021. So if people want to use that, they can get 20% off any Day Optimizer subscription. All right, awesome. Thank you. I'm going to add that as well to the show notes, guys. So if you want 20% off, it is SSE, which stands for Sisterhood of Successful Entrepreneurs 2021. Excellent. All right. Thank you, Trevor. Thanks for listening to the Sisterhood of Successful Entrepreneurs. If you know anyone that would make a great guest for the show, or if you have a question or topic you'd like Lori to discuss, reach out to us at info at gloryali.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend us on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at gloryali.com 